stepping into the light. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades. By Calchexis. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on League of Legends by Riot Games. Chapter 5 In the end, Lux hadn't been able to watch the entirety of the match. She had excused herself with the reason that she'd seen everything she needed to, and proceeded to flee to the bar and lounge where guests and other dignitaries could while away time between matches that they had been invited to observe. The fact of the matter was that she just couldn't stomach seeing Jinx die that many times and in that many ways. By the time she'd left, she'd already watched the love of her life get beaten, shot, scorched, and borderline disintegrated enough times to twist even her hardened stomach. It was a brutal and absolutely chilling reminder to Lux that Jinx wasn't invincible. She was strong, smart, and ten times more devious than anyone on that damn rift gave her credit for, which was why she never died alone. But she did die. Many, many times. Another? the bartender asked. She was an older woman, sharply dressed and with a sharp wit and enough laugh lines that Lux had warmed to her quickly. I don't suppose you know how to make a hobo knife fight? Lux asked. <laughs> Frighten out, sweetie, the bartender said with a small laugh. I've never even heard of it. That's probably for the best, Lux replied. I once knew a gang lord who would degrease his arms with it. God, had it really been that long ago that they'd torn Redgrin's clump apart together? It seemed like just yesterday. But yeah, Lux said. Give me another. The bartender gave a nod and took the empty crystal tumbler from in front of Lux and replaced it with another one full of clear, pungent liquor. Lux took it up, swirled it around a few times, then knocked the entire glass back in one swallow before slamming it back down on the bar, pushing it away and saying, Another. Anything to drown out the images of Jinx getting beaten to death over and over and over again by the Piltover's premier enforcer, Lux recognized a grudge when she saw one, and the one between Vi, Sheriff Caitlin, and Jinx seems to run deep indeed. A part of her wondered if Jinx even knew it was there. Another crystal tumbler slid in front of her, and Lux lifted it to her lips and knocked it back, then grimaced and stared down into the empty glass as she swallowed. That was water, Lux said as she flicked a glare up at the bartender. The edge of the bartender's lips quirked up in the shadow of a smile as she took the glass back and shrugged. My mistake. Lux huffed quietly. I'm sure it won't happen again. Now another, please. A loud chime rang through the lounge of the league before the bartender could dull out her order, and Lux looked up sharply. The match had just ended, which meant the champions would be filtering back into their respective lobbies for the post-match checkup. Injuries and the like never followed champions out of the matches, but there were the occasional psychosomatic after-effects. Most of the veterans would be fine, but the effects could be telling on newer inductees. Jinx probably wouldn't notice them. Before she could move from the bar, though, the doors to the lounge slammed open, and an entire herd of chem-barons and zonites filtered in, chattering excitedly, and the bartender swore under her breath. Why? Lux asked, looking back. The bartender shook her head. I know that look, she nodded over to the barons. It means that Zon actually won. Lux's heart leapt in her chest. Jinx won. Jinx actually won. If anyone ever tells you 
that the Ferlioli tribal delegations are the rowdiest post-match crowd. They're neither they're liars, or they've never seen a Zonet after-party. The bartender blew out a sigh, rolled her shoulders, and cracked her neck, looking for all the world like a woman about to go to war. Luck supposed that, in this profession, she was very much going to. "'I'll get out of your hair, then,' Luck said as she pushed her stool in and stepped away. "'I wish you all the luck in the world.' "'I'll need it.' The bartender waved her off, and the last Luck saw of the woman was her getting swarmed by the Ken Baron's lackeys making orders for their patrons. As for Lux, she had somewhere to be. Moving swiftly through the halls, Lux had to force herself not to simply run to the hall where the champion lobbies let out, find Jinx, and sweep her up into her arms and kiss her until all the awful images of her deaths were pushed out of Lux's mind. At the same time, she was angry. She was angry at Jinx for not telling her. The last thing she wanted to do was yell at Jinx, but at the same time, part of her was just so goddamned angry. All of it boiled down to one thing, though. She needed to find Jinx. I think I'm going to throw up. Seraphine staggered off of her hexacoustic platform and stumbled towards the restroom attached to the post-match lobby, and Jinx watched her vanish into the door with a curious sense of numbness. Jinx filtered out the muffled sound of her lane partner being violently sick and shrugged. That wasn't important. She wasn't important, even if she'd been bright and funny and fun to fight beside. She wasn't really important. Not compared to the thing that Jinx was having the hardest time wrapping her head around. It was a thing that was big and loud in her brain, and not in a good way. It was drowning out everything with a dull, aggravating groan like a drawn-out croak. And she didn't know what to do with it. She didn't know what to do with the fact that they had won, that she had been on a team, worked with a team, and won. Her fingers twitched on Pow Pow's grip. Jinx pulled the trigger several times, spinning the weapon up again and again, letting the shrill whine of the rotator cut through the noise in her head. Hey, Jinx! A hand slapped onto her shoulder, and in an instant, Zapper was out of its holster, and the barrel was planted hard under Echo's chin. Whoops! Uh, okay, yeah. Echo let go of her shoulder and put up his hands as Jinx flashed him a grin and lowered the gun. Nice match, Jinx crowed. You really knocked him for a loop. Yeah. Echo stepped back and rubbed at the back of his head. You, uh, you too. You got some pretty good moves. A laugh ripped out of her chest as she holstered Zapper and slung her arm over Echo's shoulder. I know, right? Did you see the look on Fat Hand's face when the big shiny crystal exploded? Priceless! Yeah, priceless, Echo said quietly. Say, uh, Jinx, just a real quick question? Jinx turned and cocked her head, then laughed. Oh, that sweet little man, but I'm taken. She put a hand to her chest as she gave him a wider grin than normal. Happy and in love. But I'm sure you'll find the right gal. Or guy. You know, whatever floats your weird explodey time thingy. I... Echo jerked out of Jinx's grip and put up his hands. No, that wasn't the question. I was... Wait, really? He looked at her incredulously. You're actually in a... No, shit, that's... Jinx, I'm serious. I'm not... I need you to tell me if you remember me. Echo slapped his palms against his chest. Well, do you? Do you know me? Jinx cocked her hand and looked him over. She looked him up and down. Did she know him? Should I? Was what she actually asked. Echo sighed and clicked his tongue as he sagged. Shit. Guess I was just... No, really, should I? 
He looked back up at Jinx in surprise as she stared at him. Something in her head was hurting. Even past all the groaning and croaking and screaming and explosions, something was hurting. Her smile was stretched ear to ear. Don't cry, Jinx. As she shrugged and scratched at her head, then twitched as a spark of pain lit through her temples and she slammed her fist against them again and... You're perfect, again and again. Until Echo caught her wrist. Snarling, Jinx snapped Zapper back out and pushed it against his temple, her rictus pulling at the edges of her chapped lips hard enough to crack them. Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Smile. Get away from me! Jinx hissed, jerking her hand back and shouldering him out of the way. The static was coming, she could feel it. Another surge tide of static and whispers and roars and voices. They were getting more frequent now, harder to ignore. It was like something had gone even more wrong than usual in her head, but how? How could it possibly get any worse in there? Jinx, wait! No! Jinx stormed away and out of the lobby. She could feel eyes on her, but she didn't know how many of them belonged to people and how many belonged to the whispers and the static. So she ran. She sprinted past guards and through crowds, pushing her aching muscles harder and harder, following her nose to the scent of fresh air. Someone was screaming, maybe it was her. Someone else was calling her name, the whispers, maybe, maybe not, it didn't matter. She needed to run. She needed to get to where there was air. Bursting out of the pair of double doors, Jinx stumbled out onto a balcony where frigid mountain winds flensed across her, and the sharp slap of ice drove the static and whispers away for long enough that Jinx could finally breathe again. She slumped against the railing, swallowing convulsively as reflexive giggles escaped her lips. Reaching into her pocket, Jinx pulled out her rune and rolled it around in the palm of her hand. The paper said that it would take her back home where she wanted it to. She needed to get back home, back to Lux, back to where things were good and quiet except for soft breathing and off-key songs. Jinx? That voice. Jinx turned around slowly, her grip tightening around the run even as her other hand found Pow Pow's trigger. You lost... Jinx spat and giggled as the static washed over her again. Vi grimaced at her laughter. Her hands weren't fat anymore. Those big, clunky things were somewhere else. Funny, without them, her hands actually looked kind of small. Yeah, Vi said quietly. We did. She moved past Jinx and ratted her elbows against the balcony. That's not why I'm here. Gonna try and take me in, copper? Jinx jeered. Well, you can't. Not here. Jinx blew a raspberry, but for once, Vi didn't look bothered by her antics. It was probably the first time her taunts hadn't gotten at least some kind of rise out of the choleric enforcer. After a moment of silence, the wind went out of Jinx as the pain in her head doubled over, and the static wash got even louder. No, I just gotta know. What you said back in the match? The pain was spreading down her face, dragging her mouth and eyes wide. Jinx didn't want to talk. She wanted to blow something up, drown out the static, drown out the whispers. I got nothing to say to you, Jinx spat. Damn it! Vi slammed her fist against the railing, cracking the stone, and stood up to round on Jinx. Back in the match you said Jinx. You said it like, like you remembered, so tell me. She grabbed Jinx by the collar and hauled her up so they were staring, steel-blue eyes to burning Springberry. Tell me you remember your name. 
Vi was breathing hard, and her face was twisted again, but not with murder. Not this time. This time it was just pain. Please, please just, just tell me you remember something. Jinx stared into those eyes, and the world spun drunkenly for a moment, as the whispers and static turned into an all-consuming roar so deafening that all the rest of the world fell away. My name. The world was spinning, but for the first time in a very long time, Jinx found some tiny measure of a thing she used to have, and reached out and stopped the spinning herself. Her fingers closed around Vi's surprisingly small wrist, and the calloused tips dug in hard. Come on, Vi pleaded. Please. My name, Jinx repeated, is Jinx. Damn it! Vi dropped Jinx and stepped back, cursing, while Jinx massaged her throat. My name is Jinx, she said again, and Vi whirled on her. I know, I know, she snarled. It stands for- But I'm not a Jinx! Vi looked polaxed. She worked her jaw soundlessly as Jinx glared at her. Her lips weren't stretching anymore. Her eyes were narrowed and hard. Tears were tracking down her cheeks as her right hand tightened around her run so hard that she felt it bite into her skin. And before Vi could find her tongue again, Jinx pulled in a deep breath and screamed. I'm not a Jinx! The world detonated in blue fire around her as it responded to her unspoken need. Will and desire commanded magic, not words. And Jinx's will, Jinx's desire, in that moment, was for one thing and for one thing only. To go home. Lux was seconds behind Jinx, her own rune depositing her in their bedroom before being tossed onto the end table by her side of the bed, and then Lux was turning on her heel to sprint out into the den where Jinx was lying, curled up in the fetal position in front of her desk. Jinx! Lux fell to her knees and pulled Jinx into her arms, cradling and rocking her back and forth. Long, calloused fingers reached out and found strands of gold, and Jinx took in a shaky breath that carried a painful hitch in it as she pulled back and looked up into Lux's eyes. Hey, Blondie, Jinx whispered through dry lips. I'm home. Lux swallowed thickly and nodded. Welcome home. She could be mad later. Right now, being mad wouldn't help either of them. She'd seen Vi confront Jinx. Lux had nearly stormed out there between them, but something in Jinx's demeanor had stopped her cold before she could make the attempt. It had been a look that she'd never, not even once, seen on Jinx's face. Raw, naked fury. I love you, Lux whispered in Gutlow, and Jinx nodded repeating the words back to her as Lux adjusted her grip and lifted Jinx up. It wasn't easy. She was heavier than she looked. All that corded lupine muscle gave her a deceptive amount of density despite her rail-thin figure. Lux was no slouch, though. She hadn't trained for years along the best and brutest of the dauntless vanguard just to be unable to pick up and carry the woman she loved most of all in Runeterra to their bed when she couldn't make it there herself. Come on. Lux whispered. Let's go. Jinx nodded silently as she rested her head against Lux's shoulder. The short path back to the bedroom wasn't graceful, nor was it easy, but they made it. Lux laid Jinx down on the mattress, pulled off her boots and socks, then worked her way up, 
peeling away the sweat-stained clothes, then carefully pulling the sheets over her. For some reason, undressing Jinx had been the easy part, because as soon as Lux sat down on the bed to unbutton her tunic, her fingers were suddenly shaking so badly she couldn't get a grip on them. Panic, fear. Things that Lux had long since thought she'd mastered all came rushing back into her head as she struggled to so much as unbuckle her armor cuirass and pull off her gloves. She could barely think straight she was so scared. Scared of the ramifications of Jinx stepping into the global stage as a representative of Zaun. Scared of watching her die over and over even if it was only on the rift where such things were temporary. A weight settled onto her back as scarred hands looped around hers and moved with a surety that she lacked, undoing the buckles and buttons one by one with a kind of steady patience that Jinx rarely displayed. I'm sorry, Blindy, Jinx whispered as she pulled Lux's tunic away. I know. Lux leaned back and sighed. I just... She bowed her head and wrapped her arms around herself. I'm scared, Jinx. You really scared me, okay? Jinx nodded silently as Lux shucked off her pants and lay down on the bed, pulling Jinx down with her and turning to bury her face in the crook of Jinx's neck. I watched the match, Lux continued. I watched you get blown up and shot and stabbed and, and I hated it. She gripped Jinx tighter and sobbed against her shoulder. I hated every minute of it. I hated watching you get hurt. I hated listening to everyone talk about you like you were some kind of thing. Like you were an animal. I'm sorry, Jinx said again. I just wanted to be better. Lux swallowed thickly and nodded. I know, she said quietly. I just wish you'd said something to me, you know? I wish you'd told me what was going to happen. You told me to burn the letter. And get rid of it, Jinx replied. So that was it. That was why Jinx hadn't said anything. That was why she'd kept it secret. And it was true. If Lux had her way, Jinx would never have joined the League. It was insanely dangerous in ways that Jinx that almost no one could possibly comprehend, and worse, it was dangerous in ways that Jinx couldn't just blow up. For a long moment, Lux was quiet. She just laid in Jinx's arms and breathed deeply of that unique bouquet of gunpowder, chemical accelerants, and stone dust. It was the smell of anarchy, chaos, and destruction. It was the smell of Jinx. Jinx? Lux began slowly as she pulled back and stared up into those bright, beautiful springberry eyes. Can I ask you something? Jinx nodded, and Lux swallowed hard again as she forced the words out. Do you trust me? Asking that question had cost Lux something, and from the look on Jinx's face, hearing that question get asked had cost Jinx just as much. That neutral rictus of hers twitched several times as she visibly struggled for an answer, or maybe as she tried to grasp why she was even being asked. I... Jinx started weakly. Yeah, Blondie, I trust you. 
She brought a hand up to Lux's cheek. Why would you... Did I... Did I blow it up? Did I do it wrong? Now it was Jinx's turn to look scared. Now scratch that, she looked terrified. You didn't blow it up, Jinx, Lux said carefully. But you... You did do it wrong, okay? Jinx's face twitched violently for a moment before turning glassy. No, no, don't, don't do that. Lux murmured as she caught Jinx's face and pulled her down into a soft kiss. When she pulled back, Jinx was trembling. Jinx, it's okay. I promise. We're okay. But if you trust me, then you have to talk to me, okay? Lux brushed a few electric blue strands from her eyes. We're together in this. We're together in everything, right? Jinx nodded shakily. Okay. Lux leaned again to give Jinx another reassuring kiss. As she pulled back and closed her eyes, she rallied her thoughts. So, yes, Jinx, if you had told me about the letter, I would have wanted you to say no. Opening her eyes, she kept her gaze locked with Jinx's. She had a feeling that, if she looked away, Jinx would slip into another episode. The last thing either of them needed was for that to happen, especially not after the stress of the match and then whatever that argument had been with Vi. But, Jinx, I need you to understand that I would never, ever just make you do something like that, okay? I will always ask what you want. Lux finished. Jinx curled up miserably against Lux and started to shake. And Lux wrapped her arms around Jinx, holding her tight and kissing her brow and cheeks as she mumbled out wet, ragged apologies. And Lux forgave her. Lux would always forgive her. Slowly, the anger leaked out of Lux, and with it went a good measure of the fear. Not all of it. There were still a lot of unknowns. A lot of things had changed in a very short period of time. And Lux could only hope that it wasn't so much that she couldn't keep up with it. Champions were celebrities. Their lives were sharply scrutinized. Even the most secretive of them were at least household names. A win or loss on the rift could move and shake the governmental directions of whole nations, and now, for better or worse, Jinx was one of those movers and shakers. Lux considered herself relatively fortunate that the Radiant went to such great lengths to keep her movements secret, but even with their influence, practically everyone and their mother knew that she now lived in Piltover. Things are going to change now, and we can't really stop it. Lux said after Jinx had finally calmed down. Now everyone knows what you look like. Noxus knows that you're still alive and that Talon failed and was compromised, and one day they might even find out about us. Jinx shuddered and nodded. I'm sorry, Blondie. I didn't mean to. I just I wanted to be better than just enough. I know, Lux replied as she hugged Jinx tight. And if this is what you need to be better than all of that, everything I just said, that's okay. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go. If it makes you happy, then that's all I need to know. Rain began to patter outside their room, the thick droplets beating a harsh tattoo against the window. It was an icy storm blown in from the sea beyond Piltover, and in moments it was falling in sheets. The cold water leached even more warmth from the air, 
and Lux pulled the covers over their shoulders as she curled up against Jinx, whose fingernails were dug in and drawing the faint red lines down her bare back. What if they find out about us? About you? Jinx asked. Lux sighed quietly and buried her face in Jinx's hair. I'd be stripped of my rank and called for court-martial, which I'd ignore, obviously. My mother would disown me if she didn't suffer cardiac arrest before she could finish the paperwork, and even if she did, my auntie would make sure it went through. Lux paused. She could feel Jinx going more and more rigid with every word. Every medal I've ever earned would be torn from my uniform, and every ounce of honor gained would be lost. I'd be made a fugitive of the crown, and my name would be smeared in mud and dragged from the glaciers of Freljord to the murkiest corners of the Shadow Isles. A quiet, broken sob rolled out of Jinx as she curled up around Lux. By that point, Lux was holding on to her just as desperately. She was still scared. She was still so scared. But at the end of the day, Lux knew precisely where her loyalties lay. And I'd let it happen, Lux said finally. I'd give all of that up and spend the rest of my life in a Zonite slum with a smile. So long as I got to spend it there with you, Jinx. The rain was so loud. It was like all the world was washing away from them to be carried out to sea, unseen and unheard, until it was just the two of them. It would be so much easier if that were the case. That wasn't the way of the world, though. Why? Jinx's voice was ragged and strained. Because you make me so happy, Jinx. Lux said with a small sob as she moved down and pressed her face against Jinx's chest. The day that you found me, that was the luckiest day of my whole life. Jinx's heart was beating like a war drum. Her breathing hitched and dragged. And after a long moment, she pulled back and stared down at Lux with wide, disbelieving eyes. Jinx? luckiest? Jinx echoed softly. Yeah, Lux said quietly. What else would you call it? She asked. I saw you and met you and you found me and now... <sighs> Lux sniffled and brushed a few tears from her eyes with the back of her head. Well, just look at me. She was beaming. Even though the day had been hard and she'd gotten mad and then scared and then scared Jinx... Only to scare herself all over again, she was happy. I'm in love with you, Jinx, Lux cried. And you're in love with me, and that makes me the luckiest girl in the world. Lucky? Jinx repeated the word again like it was an alien syllable, and her rictus smile was twitching and faltering like a collapsing building that was desperately trying to hold itself up. I'm... She said, Jinx. Lucky. Jinx, what's wrong? Lux asked. I don't know, Jinx muttered. I don't know, Blondie, but I just... She put her hands to her bare chest and scratched at it like she was trying to claw at her heart. It hurts. It's okay, Lux murmured, and put her hand over Jinx's, stopping her clawing fingers with her own. Lie down. 
She pushed, and Jinx didn't resist. She let Lux guide her down until she was lying flat on her back, and Lux straightened the covers and settled in at her side, sprawled comfortably across her like always. This was her favorite way to sleep, with as much contact between herself and Jinx as possible. Jinx's arms slipped around her waist and back as she mumbled out their promise. I love you. Despite her normally sibilant gutlow coming out strangled with unshed tears. I love you too, Lux said quietly. Are you blondie? Jinx's voice was hollow and wet, and the distant quality of it put a chill down Lux's spine. Yes, Jinx. You're... you're real, right? Lux swallowed hard, as her heart almost broke at the desperate, childlike terror in Jinx's voice when she spoke those words. They were spoken in the tone of someone who had too many times asked that same question, only to be met with a soul-shattering answer of no. Yes, Jinx. Lux sobbed softly. I promise I'm real. One of Jinx's hands drifted up and out from under the covers, and Lux watched as Jinx pressed her palm to her own face, covering her eyes and mouth as she took several trembling breaths. Okay, Jinx whispered. I trust you. Tears burned their way down Lux's cheeks as she settled in against Jinx's chest and whispered soothing words while Jinx held on tight. This was going to be a long night, and there were probably going to be a lot more like them. But if Lux was certain of one thing, it was that this night, and every single one after, would be worth it. The rain was tapering off. The worst of it had blown out in the early moments of the storm, but it still fell with thick, heavy patters against the cold spire walls. In the distance, Lux could hear the muffled peal of thunder, and the darkness of their room was lit, now and then, by flashes of lightning, where the bolts fell close enough to see. I love you, Jinx, Lux whispered as Jinx's hand slipped up to card through the fine golden strands of her hair. And I'm going to love you for the rest of my life. Jinx nodded silently turned her head, and pressed her lips to Lux's crown. Forever and ever, Blondie, she whispered back, in every single dream. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.